caller to the Ramsey Solutions Show asked, should I use a reverse mortgage to buy a rental? A reverse mortgage lawsuit claims that the feds reneged on their loan promises. And the mortgage professor says that the CFPB strikes out where it is needed most in reverse mortgage information. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of October 9th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Perhaps you've heard the name Dave Ramsey or the Ramsey Solutions Show. Both have become very popular, both online and on radio. And they take call-ins from their listeners. And one was Martha from Orlando, Florida. We provided a link just below the show notes that gives you the link to the YouTube excerpt of this particular segment of the show. And it was not Dave Ramsey himself hosting, but rather two of his younger protégés, I would call them. And this was the conversation that took place. Martha said, I've got a situation. I'm getting ready to retire in the next couple of years, and I'm debt-free. And my question is, I don't get a lot, and I won't have a lot of income coming in once I retire. I'm self-employed, so I'm not going to get much in Social Security. So therefore, I've got a couple of investment properties that actually generate income right now. And I was thinking of getting a reverse mortgage on my primary property and then using that money to purchase another rental property. And I can rent it out and get that money as additional income. Then one of the stand-in show hosts asked, where did she hear about reverse mortgages? And Martha said that she's been in real estate. So he said, okay, so you know the ins and outs of these deals, and it still seems like a good idea. Then as to question her decision, the host says, you know that Tom Selleck is schlepping these reverse mortgages on late night television and went on to add that he has strong feelings against reverse mortgages. So I cannot in good faith tell you or anyone who would call into the show that this is a wise decision. And this is where I have to stop and say, you don't even know all the circumstances of her personal situation. We have just a small snippet her plan to perhaps get a reverse mortgage on her home and then purchase a rental property so she can generate more rental income. But is that a bad decision? To say so outright seems a little short-sighted and quite frankly biased. Maybe it isn't the right decision. But he says that a reverse mortgage puts your home at risk because you're incurring more debt and that causes you to go backwards financially. To summarize, what Martha is trying to accomplish is this, to take an illiquid asset, that's her existing home that is paid off, and then leverage those funds to purchase another property and rent it to generate more income. It should be noted that Martha could perhaps accomplish the same goal of generating more cash flow by simply getting the reverse mortgage on her home and not purchasing another rental property, and then setting up a 10-year payment or having a line of credit that she can tap into as needed. Nevertheless, you can watch the segment, and when you do, you can chime in in the comment section as to your thoughts on the advice given on Ramsey Solutions and if they are complete in their understanding of reverse mortgages. And this came across the newswire last week from Bloomberg. It says that a reverse mortgage lawsuit claims that the federal government reneged on their loan promises. Federal housing authorities persuaded Texas Capital Bank Shares Incorporated to help with the fallout from a bankrupt reverse mortgage provider, but then allegedly went back on their promises of financial support, the company said in a lawsuit last Wednesday. The Government National Mortgage Association, or Ginnie Mae, canceled liens on tens of millions of dollars in collateral after the bank agreed to make a loan to reverse mortgage funding, according to the lawsuit. 
The loan from Texas Capital Bank Shares, or TCB, was intended to prop up customers of reverse mortgage funding, which was one of the largest providers of government-backed reverse mortgages. The firm's Texas Capital Bank unit provided the funds, quote, on an emergency basis in an effort to protect thousands of senior mortgagors, the bank said in the complaint. Just weeks later, Jeannie May reversed course and purported to leave TCB empty-handed. Bloomberg says the controversy traces its roots to last year's bankruptcy of RMF, and like many in the industry, the firm had been squeezed by surging interest rates and more regulatory pressures. Texas Capital claims in the lawsuit that Ginnie Mae persuaded them to provide debtor-in-possession financing after the failure of reverse mortgage funding. Bloomberg reports that after Ginny May induced TCB to lend tens of millions of dollars so as to rescue RMF, thousands of retirees and politically important home equity conversion mortgage program, it's alleged that Ginny May nullified the bank's priority lien, according to the lawsuit. And that lawsuit was filed in federal court in Amarillo, Texas. Jeannie May seeks to declare by fiat that the Texas Capital Bank Shares Incorporated recourse for repayment is RMF, a bankrupt entity with few, if any, assets. TCB said that Ginnie May's actions may force it to quit providing financing for the reverse mortgage industry completely. And that would add pressure to an already stressed secondary market. If permitted, Ginnie Mae's position will likely trigger an unwillingness on the part of lenders, including TCB, to extend financing necessary for millions of current and future seniors to fund their retirement and will threaten the viability of the Hackham program, the company said in the complaint. Jeannie May did not respond to a request for comment from Bloomberg and the lawsuit. Texas Capital, by the way, is the 64th largest lender in the U.S. with almost $29 billion in assets as of June 30th of this year. The CFPB strikes out where it is most needed. Can the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, a federal government agency, protect unsophisticated consumers transacting in complex markets? It can, but it doesn't. I will illustrate with one of the most complicated financial instruments a consumer is likely to encounter. A Heckam reverse mortgage, writes Jack Gutentag in a Forbes column. The Heckam borrowers must be 62, which is the past intellectual peak of many, and it magnifies the challenge of protecting them. As the role of Heckams in retirement plans increases, the need for protection also increases. Gutentag says that what the CFPB needs to do is explain how HECMs work, but more specifically with an emphasis on the complex legal structure of the loan. It's important that the CFP does that because the consumers need guidance in navigating a market to avoid overpaying and also to select the most advantageous options of the HECM loan. Gutentag goes on to illustrate this on the one-line responses to some plausible questions of a prospective Heckam borrower. Questions such as, how do I identify the lender that is offering the best terms? Or what lender offers the largest cash draw? Which lender offers the largest credit line? Which lender offers the largest monthly payment over X number of years? The CFPB's automated response to these questions was the same for all. No results found, says Gutentag. Yet all the questions are answerable in a manner that is consistent with the role of the federal agency, which should be dedicated to the welfare of consumers. The balance of his column goes on to show what the CFPB actually can do to answer these questions and better inform consumers. And one is they need pricing data from lenders that elect to participate with the CFPB. Gutentag believes that most lenders would be willing to participate. 
Also, he adds that the Bureau must know the ages of the consumers and their spouse, the property's value, mortgage balance, and their objective in getting a HECM. The major consumer objectives are tenure payment, term payment, credit line, cash out, or a hybrid or combination plan. He adds that consumers, when comparing payment options from different lenders, should also have access to an estimated future HECM balance of that loan because the outcome will be markedly different depending how the funds are used. Gutentag says the bottom line for consumers is the best deal on the specific HECM features that they want. And here's a question for you, our listeners. Do you agree with Mr. Gutentag that the CFPB could, in fact, do more in providing information about the home equity conversion mortgage pricing options and payout plans? If so, let us know. You can chime in in the comment section if you're listening to this episode at HECMworld.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Heckam World Weekly. If you're not already at HeckamWorld.com, be sure to go there and join our mail list because each and every Monday we have a new video with commentary and analysis about all things reverse mortgage, the economy, and inflation. And this week we are focusing on the true cost of inflation. We're going to show you just how high some goods and services have climbed and which asset class could be a saving grace for older Americans. We look forward to you joining us next week for more reverse mortgage news on the go.